0: Week two, you know what it is. What's up, everybody? My name is Deshaun Stevens. I'm Daniel Noel. And welcome to the Balling Up podcast. show. where we talk about ball up here in Canada.
1: Daniel, how you doing? Yo, I'm doing good. This is a great weekend for youth sports basketball across the board. I'm, I'm excited to get into it, man. Yep,
0: we, we have a lot to talk about. We have a lot <laughs> to talk about. A lot. Listen, let's just get straight into it. Let's talk about some high performances this past weekend. Talk to me what you got for high performances from across the country in new sports basketball this past weekend.
1: Listen, I spoke about her last week on the podcast, Ariana Summer. Okay, this is my player that I think to win OUA MVP last Friday on the 18th against Laurentian 15 points, eight rebounds, and 10 steals. Okay, she had a double double in steals, and then the next game against Nipissing 20 points, five assists, and rebounds, and eight steals. Listen, she's a steal machine. This is my lock for defensive player of the year. That's solid. And I like how you talked about her last
0: week. I don't know if she heard you or not, but she delivered. <laughs> she delivered. She delivered. I want, to touch on, uh, I want to touch on UBC guard James Woods. He had a fantastic weekend. UBC, they've been doing their thing. But he had a fantastic weekend on Friday, the 18th. He had 35 points, 8 rebounds, 4 assists, in an 80, 83-74 win versus Trinity Western. And then the next day, he had 23 points, five rebounds, one assist, and one steal in a loss to Trinity Western. That was a crazy game. They lost at the buzzer. You talked about Mason Borsier last week. He just led them to a win over the number 19 in the nation. Long story short, James Woods, he's been balling. And I think he's going to be up there when it comes to Canada West Player of the Year come March. And right now, he's leading the nation in points per game. He's averaging 27 points per game on the dot. So I think James Woods had a fantastic weekend. Obviously, he didn't come away with the w in the second game but uh listen to put up those numbers basically have i think 58 points the entire weekend uh that's
1: a solid performance from a, a fourth year guard that's when you want to see from your fourth year listen touching on james wood i mentioned him last week and i think they were ubc was my sleeper to win and he, he's averaging 27 points but on 52 percent from the field and 42 percent from the three okay this guy can hoop though but we're gonna bring it back to the OUA here. I got Cole Silas, okay? 13 points, 12 assists, 7 rebounds. I know these aren't eye-popping stats, but it's who they played against. They took down the number one ranked team, Carlton Ravens, okay? And it was in a convincing win, too, okay? 76-62, to 62, all right? Didn't fill the stat sheet in all columns. He went out there. They got the win. Cole Silas, high performance of the week for me.
0: I think for Cole Silas, you got to give him, like you said, it wasn't a fancy stat sheet, but he did what he did, and he led his team to a win over the Carlton Ravens in the regular season by a convincing margin performance of the week. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's the performer of the week for what he did. Um, but to even see again, Carlton always looking like that dominant regular season team and a dominant playoff team. We had a lot of questions with Carlton entering this season, you know, with some of their key players from last season stepping away with like, like Lloyd Pandy and Alain Louis. But we said, listen, they're going to be fine because they got Grant Shepard and they got Aiden Warholz and They're looking good, but You talked about Queens and you're really high on Queens. I think like you, you all summer, you were saying that they're disrespected. People don't know this all summer. (laughs) Daniel was saying (laughs) that Queens is a disrespected team. But if you go back to last season where they ended Ottawa basketball over the span of two weeks, where they beat Carlton and they beat Ottawa in back-to-back weeks in the playoffs. And now you're looking at this year again, having this dominant win over Carlton, you're looking at Queens and you're saying, wow, this is a team that could realistically be ready to take that next step into being an OUA champion and competing for a national championship right so great to see Queens get that dub okay let's move over to the OUA right since we're talking about Queens which OUA team has kind of surprised you the most so far this season
1: Uh, I'm gonna start with the women's all right listen I think Waterloo women's is a team that's surprising me. They're 4-0 and on the season right now. They're led by Summer Paul and Vanessa Hughes. Vanessa Hughes averaging 20 points per game. All right, that's impressive, okay? They beat a decent Windsor team, and they blew out a 4-0 team in Brock last week, 78-47 to at Brock, okay? They play ranked Queens this week, and we'll see, okay, can they compete with top teams in the nation? They're coming in with a new coach, Coach Jessica as well, too, which is formerly on a TMU coaching staff as well, too. So she's been in that TMU coaching system, as we spoke highly about last week. So I think this is a team that we got to watch out for Waterloo women's 4-0 and so far. What about you?
0: I like that you talked about Waterloo. I don't know what the stat is, but when was the last time Waterloo started 4-0? So to see them start out 4-0 with a win over a pretty good Brock team that I think you and I kind of had pegged as a team that could win the OUA championship this year, kind of like 1-2 with Western, pretty solid pretty solid i think they're kind of like that breakout team so far for me it's easy for me to go and talk about tmu right <laughs> i could I, it's easy for me to go and talk about tmu and say i'm surprised i have a, i have them down too bro. you're right about them all right that's all i'm gonna say okay you got to so can i talk about tmu thank you thank you listen listen they're one in four the defending national champions are one in four And the only win that they have to show for right now is a win against the 0-6 Algoma Thunderbirds. But again, the defending national champions are 0-4. I'm surprised by that. And what I'm surprised by, the drop-off in quality of play. You would hope that, you know, when you have a defending national champion and you have so many seniors on your team, you would hope that you'd have some of these younger heads learning from some of those OGs and lead a team to some type of consistency the consistency is just not there it's not there and I think that's what's really interesting with me about TMU last week when I talked about this team and I said like hey I can see them finishing like at the bottom of the OUA I'm gonna change what I said I don't see them finishing at the bottom of the OUA I see them finishing maybe like bottom three in the OUA I'm gonna change to that now because you know (laughs) they got some wins on the board right but I just think like I'm really surprised to see the drop off and it did This doesn't look like a team that entered the season getting ready to defend their title. This doesn't look like a team that was entering the season getting ready to try and make a run at a repeat. This might have been a team that just won a national championship and they were okay with that and said, okay, we won our national championship. Let's just go back to normal life. So I think I'm really surprised with TMU to see them at one and four. Great to see that they got a win over Algoma. Great to see that they got a dominant win. Let's see if maybe they can carry that momentum and maybe pick up some more wins over the course of the season. But I'm just so shocked to see a defending national champion just drop off so much. And again, I'm a Toronto guy. We're both Toronto guys here. So we don't like talking about our home teams like this. Again, I wish TMU, York, U of T, both men's and women's, Humber College, all of them, Seneca, could go undefeated and somehow win national championships every year. But that's just not the case. So I'm shocked with
1: TMU. For my surprises, like I said, I had TMU down. They do have Laurentian and Nipissing up next on their schedule so they can, you know, boost that up to three and four. But we'll see what happens here. Last surprise. Well, I got two surprises on the men's side, okay? First is Lakehead men's, okay? Five and one record on the year. I'm liking this team. They beat my Brock Badgers. But you know what? I have to give respect where it's earned, okay? They earned my respect. Five and one on the year. Two wins against... Two top five teams, okay They beat Carlton Carlton. They beat Ottawa 69 to 65. They're led by Michael Okahor. They play hard for all 40 minutes, they're very scrappy and in your face and they can also shoot the ball well to Lakehead men's OUA surprise for me for men's. Lakehead is a problem this year
0: and I think they're the problem that no one expected to be the problem, right? I think a lot of people just looked and said like, okay Queens is going to be the problem of the OUA. It's going to be the typical Ottawa-Carlton as the upper echelon, and then you're going to have Queens challenging to be in that, in that mix. Mm-hmm. But now you got Lakehead. And to see what happened this past weekend with both of those teams who are kind of like in that second tier of uh, Queens and Lakehead, like getting those dubs over the upper echelon teams in Carlton and Ottawa, you're looking at Lakehead and you're saying, oh, my gosh, this is a team that could seriously stir, some, stir the pot in this conference and, again, possibly reach an OUA final. Shocked, shocked though. I'm shocked because Lakehead is not a team that typically is a powerhouse in the OUA. Lakehead is typically not a team that could bang with some of the, you know, the dynasties of the world, such as the Carltons, such as the Ottawas, um, even such as the Queens, as you've seen in recent years. But to Mm -hmm. see what they're doing this year and to see how wide open it appears that OUA men's basketball is becoming, this could be a team that could make some serious strides, right? So right now, I got it's like you have. Typically, you always have Carlton, Ottawa, Queens, Brock. Yeah. Right. And then it's like, now you got to add Lakehead to the mix as well. That's legit. I think they belong in the top 10. We're going to get to that later, though. I ain't going to spoil nothing. But
1: <laughs> great to see Lakehead uh, doing what they're doing in the OUA. Yeah. Last surprise for me, though. I think I'm just surprised that there's no clear-cut favorites for the OUA men's. You know what I mean? When I, if I asked you this in September, who's going to win the OUA? You'd probably tell me Ottawa or Carlton. Now, it's like, oh, well, Queens can win it. Brock can win it, as they did last year. Ottawa can win it. Carlton can win it. Now, Lakehead can win it. So now you have five teams gunning for the championship. So I'm surprised, but I'm also loving it because of the competition that it's bringing to the OUA. It's bringing excitement. Now, every game, you actually have to go out there and win. You know what I mean? When you play against uh, Laurentian, you can't go soft. Because if you lose that game, that could affect seedings for playoffs. And who hosts the Wilson Cup?
0: Yeah, kind of. I guess I kind of stole your point from
1: you when I talked about when I talked about Lakehead.
0: But again, you hit it on the money. The parody in the OUA right now is just so refreshing to see. For so many years, the OUA was dominated by just two teams in men's basketball, and to see now this year that five teams, there are five teams who have legitimate shot at winning a conference championship. And any of those five teams could also have a legitimate shot at winning a national championship as well. To say that about the OUA in 2022. And I think that's amazing. So parodying the OUA has finally come. Love to see it. Where the hell are my Windsor Lancers though?
1: <laughs> I, I just think that I haven't seen them put up a fight. I haven't seen them play against a team that I think is a upper echelon team yet. And that's why I haven't put them on my OUA surprise list yet. I understand
0: no why I
1: understand. Listen,
0: I, I need Windsor to compete for an OUA championship. I need Windsor to step it up. I, I need Windsor to they step it up.
1: Win, they could very like, well win the OUA West. I 100%. think that is theirs to lose, but in the OUA in general now it's, it can be a whole different story you play against the Bronx and Queens.
0: In Thomas candy, I trust. Uh, listen, let's switch gears because I think the biggest thing that's coming out of U sports men's basketball this week is the top 10 and specifically the men's basketball top 10. Hear this. These are the rankings. we got the Carlton Ravens at number one, at four and one. Victoria Bikes at number two, four and two. Brock Badgers, number three, five and one. Number four, we have the undefeated Queens Gales sitting at five and oh. Number five, we have the Ottawa Gigi's at four and one. Number six, we have the Alberta Golden Bears at three and three. Number seven, we have the St. FX X-Men at seven and one. Number eight, Lakehead at five and one. Number nine, UBC at two and two. And number 10, Dalhousie at four and two so
1: what's not the issue (laughs) what's up with that talk to me daniel listen before we got on the show i told you i have a lot of complaints about the top 10 (laughs) okay queens beat the number one team crowded 76 to 62 okay it wasn't five points wasn't two points it was 14 points that's very convincing okay they're undefeated as well but they're ranked number four that doesn't make sense to me, especially considering the fact that Queen's also beat Carlton in the OUA semifinals last year and they beat Ottawa. So, why isn't the undefeated team number one? I don't know. <clears throat> you, Vic, at number two, got me even more upset because they lost to a one in five Lethbridge team, okay? One in five, all right? And then they also lost to a three and three team in Alberta. It doesn't make sense to me. You can't be number two in the country but lose to a one in five team. That doesn't make sense. That's not going to cut it. If that was the OUA, UVic would be out in top five immediately. Okay, your point against Lakehead. I agree with you. They should not be ranked eighth. They beat Ottawa. They beat Brock, but yet they haven't moved in a position from eighth last week and are still in eighth this week under the three and three Alberta Golden Bears. Doesn't make sense to me. Number six Alberta. Again, last week, I thought they shouldn't have been ranked because they were two and two. Now, this week, they're three and three and they're still ranked. <laughs> they're still ranked, but they play UBC the next two games. They play against James Woods. We'll see after that. Maybe if they go five and three and they beat UBC twice, then they earn my respect. But until then, three and three doesn't deserve to be over a seven one St. Effects team and a five and one Lakehead team who beat two top five teams in the country. That's just my point.
0: you like slap the pen down you're mad eh (laughs) you're mad no but i i agree with you i think let's just look at carlton first of all carlton sitting at four and one they're number one they just lost to queens there deserves to be some movement there right there deserves to be some movement there but then now the question is i think the question is if you're going to move carlton from number one who are you going to replace them with now do you move queens all the way up to the number one team in the nation right because they did they did move up this week they're number four now Hold on, you saying yes? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. They're, they're the only undefeated team that's on that list. So, so you think the Queens-Gales should be the
1: number one team in the nation as of right now? They beat Carlton. They kicked Carlton out of the playoffs, and now they beat them again. What more does Queens have to prove to show that they're the like number one team? You know what I mean?
0: You're right. You're right. But you know what? One thing about the U Sports rankings that I learned recently is that it's based on regular season performance, but apparently it's also based
1: on like historical performance as well. <sighs> History showed us that Queens beat Carlton. That's all <laughs> I'm saying. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Now, it's not bashing Carlton at all. I'm not bashing Carlton at all. But it's just the fact that you have a 4-2 and team and two, four, two one-loss teams over a 5-0 and team. It just doesn't make sense to me. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that they're better than Carlton because Carlton could beat them. Again, when they play them, but I think as of right now, they've shown that they're the number one team in the country and they, they, they deserve that number one spot.
0: I agree with you. No, I do agree with you. I do think, like, listen, if you're going to have Carlton lose to a top 10 team and lose by a decisive margin and it's Queens, like, just considering the history there, like, move Queens up to number one, bump Carlton down to number two. Victoria, I don't know what the hell they're doing at number two. You lose to one in five team. That's pathetic. I'm sorry. Wholeheartedly. Okay. And then I, th- I like Brock at number two. I think that's a safe bet. Moving Ottawa down to number five, good. They lost, right? But then you got to move up Lakehead a little bit. You can't just keep Lakehead in the same spot. They're five and one. They beat the number two team in the nation, and you keep them there at number eight for what? For what? And then you have Alberta sitting at three and three. Last week, two and two. We, we agreed last week. They have no business being in there at two and two. And now they're back this week at three and three. Still with no business being in there at three and three. You see what I'm saying? And then... UBC two two and two. We'll see. We'll see what happens with UBC. We'll see what happens there because from what I'm seeing right now, there's no reason why this team should even be 500 right now.
1: Yeah, I think they just got off to a slow start. And again, Trinity Western is actually a really good team, and I think they they shocked the Canada West by beating UBC on that buzzer beater. But again, two and two, but they're also nine, so it's like they're not they're not over anyone. I put them over, you know what I mean? But just like having Lakehead at eight. When you have when he beat two top five teams, but keeping Alberta at six when they're three and three, it's a joke.
0: And that's why I think we need to launch an investigation into how these <laughs> how these rankings are made because <laughs> because it's not lining up. It's just not lining up. You know, you know that meme of LeBron just saying that don't make no sense. Yeah, that is what's going on right now. That don't make no sense. All right? So, you Sports get together on the women's side. I don't think we see any problems. Right no
1: problems at all, at all. Like, you know, you're a big fan of Regina Cougars. They're four and oh, they're number one. Bishops with Siciliano, number two, my team, Fraser Valley, six and oh, Queens, six and oh, Acadia five and one. Like there's no complaints across the board. The top undefeated team is number one. Yeah. And from one to four, they're undefeated. So I agree with that. And I like that. No complaints yeah. on the women's side. I think we got to just
0: give a shout out to Queens basketball in general. You know, I think to have both the men's and women's programs just thriving right now. Top five, both top five. Both of them being top five in the country right now. Both of them playing amazing basketball. Both of them have a chance to challenge for conference championships. Legitimate chance, right? So to see Queens basketball thriving right now, shouts to that program and what they're doing on the hardwood. Daniel, talk to me. What are you looking forward to this upcoming week in U sports basketball?
1: Well, I mentioned last week that I think Western should be top 10 women's basketball um they're, they're not but it's okay it's still early in the season but they play number 10 ottawa this weekend and then carlton who was ranked last week and i feel like if western wins both of them i think that solidifies their spot in the top six rankings no doubt about it so that's a game i'm looking forward to i mentioned waterloo they're four 0 they play against number four queens women's, as well and i think this is the chance where we see is waterloo legit can they compete with you know a top um top three program in the OUA we'll see and then number nine St. Mary's women's plays number five Acadia so in a little AUS match out there that's going to be exciting to see St. Mary's they creeping into the rankings you know they're six and one and I think it's a team to look forward to on the women's side
0: that's solid that's solid I think for me what I'm looking forward to just on the men's side we got Trinity Western versus Victoria And that's going to be a big matchup for Trinity Western because exactly. So that's going to be just, just a big series for them that whole weekend, because they might have a chance to sneak in to the top 10 based on how that goes. And just looking how they played number nine UBC this past weekend, they dropped one game, but they won the second game, basically at the buzzer. They got heart. They got a lot of heart. And you talk about Mason Borsier, someone who you had pegged as just someone to look out for this season. Again, Coming off a season where he was in the CBL, gaining a lot of confidence playing with Newfoundland. By the way, that Newfoundland team—they folded. Did you hear about that? No, I did not. Yeah, they went out of operations. That's crazy. But um, <laughs> but coming off a season where he played in prof- he played professionally and did a great job and got great minutes and was a starter for some of these games. Coming back now to U Sports basketball, um, you know, being one of the leading scorers in the nation, he's among that top eight. He's there, averaging a little over twenty points per game.
1: Mason Broussier, okay, against yeah. UBC. 26 yeah.
0: points, nine rebounds, eight assists. There you go. That's he's basically He basically just had a near triple-double. Yep. Right? So there you go. I want to see how Trendy Western plays against Victoria. And uh, you know what? If they can pull out two of those games, I wouldn't be surprised to see Trendy Western on the list this week or on the top 10 list next week and maybe seeing maybe like UBC bounced out or something like that. So Alberta. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. Listen. I don't know. I don't know if they're gonna take out Alberta, bro. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like Alberta's <laughs> gonna be there forever, man. Alberta's gonna be two and three, they're gonna be on there. Three and three, four and four, five. They're gonna be on there no matter what, bro. <laughs> I don't know if they're gonna take out Alberta, man. But I think I think U Sports might love Alberta because you know why you know why they did a good job last year of hosting um the final eight so they probably love them they're probably giving them yeah. a little like hey thank you for thank you for making us look good so here's your top 10 bid for the first couple of weeks of the season
1: <laughs> but but back to games we're looking forward to you had it out west i'm taking it all the way out east okay all right we got a big aus showdown here same effects versus Dalhousie. Mm-hmm. okay this is an aus powerhouse clash mm-hmm. okay dal are three p aus champions but I think this is a year where everyone's looking at St. FX and saying, I think I think this is a year. I think every you know, youth sport basketball fan and analyst is looking at this. and be like, I think this is a year where St. FX could knock off Dow. And we're going to see this weekend. Um, It's a four-point game, I believe. That game is worth four points. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see what St. FX can do against Dow. And I think I'm looking forward to that. I'm definitely tuning into that game.
0: Okay. And that's actually a big game. I like that pick. That's a really solid pick right there. And also, got to always show some love to the AUS. Always. They got some ballers out there. Real talk. Who's one player that you just want to just just give a shout-out to? Just show some love to? Random love. It's always good to show love. Who's one player you just want to show some love to? Off the top of your head.
1: You mentioned her last week. I'm going to mention it again, okay? It's Jade Belmore, okay? She's at 19 points per game on the season, nine rebounds, and seven assists on the season. You're looking at this and like, whoa, these are some – great numbers basically a double double every game and she had a triple double last week too so you know she also leads the top five team in canada as well so it's not to say you know she's just carrying the team and just filling up the stat sheet they're also winning games they're undefeated so jade belmore shout out to you get some love today on balling up that's a big pick right here that's a big pick listen
0: i'm always a fan of jade belmore number one team in the nation. I'm always on board for that. I got, right? Regina's my team this year, eh? <laughs> Regina's my team this year. Listen, when they play you, Fraser Valley, we're going to have a big
1: argument on that one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, I got Osman Omar from Cape Breton. Uh, he is one of the shining stars of the AUS Conference over the last couple of years. He's been carrying that conference on his back and doing an amazing job of carrying that team on his back. Right now, he's the nation's third leading scorer, averaging 26 points per game doesn't play on the best team, so he won't get a, a lot of national love. But Osman Omar, um, one of the best scorers in the country, right? And I think, like, we got to turn more attention to him and what he's doing. He just – I think he just became his program's all-time dean scorer. I think he just surpassed 1,500 career points. So Osman Omar, got to give him some love because he's doing great things out there with Cape Brennan, doing great things out there in the AUS, putting AUS basketball on the map along with other faces over recent years, such as Key Van Vino. And people like of today, such as David Moycat, Osman Omar is in that conversation. So got to keep him in that conversation. Shout outs to him on the Ball up podcast. All right, Daniel, episode two. That's a wrap. If you made it this far, big ups to you. This podcast is available on Google podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast for all things, you sports related, make sure you hit us up on Instagram at persevere underscore on Twitter at persevere underscore and on TikTok. This is Deshaun Stevens and Daniel Noel signing off from the second episode of Ballin' Up. Peace and blessings always.